Listen, I don't know if it's working out anymore. But I really love you. I really love you too, but I just need more. If you need more from your air conditioner, call All Trade Services. All Trade Services has all the tools you need to make your relationship with your air conditioner feel whole again. Be sure to call us for heating, plumbing, and electric service too. Call All Trade Services at 859-983-0279. That's 859-983-0279. All Trade Services. Let our family take care of yours. Wing is a paid program on 630 WLAP. Joanne, and she lived in a meadow by a pond. And she touched me for a moment with a look that spoke to me of her sweet love. Then the woman that she Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us this week, Amanda Bledsoe. Amanda's in her fourth term as a city council member representing Lexington's 10th district. She's a graduate of Hillsdale College in Michigan and also earned her master's from the Patterson School of Diplomacy over at the University of Kentucky. Here's our host, Tom Dupree. All right, this is a song by uh, Michael Nesmith who was kind of came onto the music scene with the monkeys in the 60s and um, they were not considered serious music at the time but when you go back and look at some of their songs their songwriting was extraordinary and this guy um, had a later career um, he started a, band, a group called the first national band and he kind of went country. He this the pedal steel guitar player on this is a guy named Red Rhodes, who's got several albums of his own. Played with Merle Haggard, people like that. He just a craftsman at the pedal steel. But the, Michael Nesmith is still around uh, and still doing stuff. He produced the movie Repo Man, for instance, which I you know it was all right, but. Anyway, so, but let's play a monkey song here. Cut that one off. And uh, there's, there's, you can see, you know, my little sister used to listen to them. They were, they were totally bubblegum. Little uh, eight-year-old girls were listening to the monkeys because they had a show. And uh, are you going to pull that other one up? Or? Yeah. I am not magic, but I can do a lot. All right, all right turn that up. Now, when I listen to this, I think of the Archies. You know, um, there was, that was a cartoon show. But if you listen to the lyrics, they sound like the Hollies or some British group. And, but they weren't taken serious by people who listened to the Beatles and stuff. But they really, and that was that's Mike Nesmith. Of course, Davy Jones was the uh, singer, and you know. Anyway, I, I'm trying to educate people here, or at least get their memories back into gear, because there's so much good music, and I feel like it's being lost. Uh, I, I'm not even. Well, I, I was in a, I was in a coffee bar the other day, and I was talking to this guy that works there. It's the one over on Central Avenue. And he's a musician, that guy, the, the guy with the dreads and everything. And this girl was sitting there drinking. It wasn't coffee. It's juice. It's a juice bar. It's called the, the Morning Juicery. Anyway, it's a great place to That's eat. That's the juicery, actually. It's called the juicery. And the, there was a girl sitting there. And I started talking to this guy about Linda Ronstadt. Linda freaking Ronstadt. 
this album of hers that I was listening to that I hadn't, it kind of wasn't a mainstreamish album. And she said, who? I said, Linda Ronstadt. And she's like in her 30s. And I, she said, who is that? Uh, and uh, she had to look on her phone and she says, oh, looks like she won a Grammy. Anyway, so there's a lot of educating to do, you know, because people don't know. They really don't. All right. Let's start with our psalm, which is Psalm 32. Uh, the Psalms, my, how they've stood the test of time. The Psalm 32, King James Version. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth, I love that word, not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. God, that's an image. I acknowledge my sin unto thee and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. That's verses 1 through 5 of Psalm 32. So, you know, I tend to, I've not done my job as a local citizen for many years. I've not been discerning about what's going on in, uh, in local politics. And we have a young lady here who's going to do a tell all about everything. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's not live. <laughs> So, no, we have a young lady here who has really diligently uh, gotten into local, I'm not even going to say politics, because it's really about government. And uh, she has uh, really served in an incredible way, and, and she's looking to uh, kind of expand her uh, horizons uh, in terms of government. And... Uh, and she seems quite prepared, but, you know, I'm so happy that she was willing to do this show because, you know, our ratings have been horrible lately and, uh, and we need to do something to, to crank it up now. I mean, that, uh, it's a joke. <laughs> Don't be looking at me funny. <laughs> anyway, Amanda Mays, she does have a middle name, by the way, Bledsoe. It's a, her maiden name. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. What do you want to talk about? Whatever you want to talk about. Well, no, this is your show. <laughs> You're the one who's been doing all this cool stuff and, uh, and and looking to do more. And, you know, so you have some ideas about uh, government. And, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about high points and good things of what your seven-year uh, career as the 10th district council person has been like. Sure. I am, um, you know, if my background is more in state government, international affairs type work. And if you had told me, um, you know, 10 years ago, you're going to serve in the city council and serve seven, you know, four terms, I would have probably laughed because that's probably not where I would have seen myself serving, honestly. In do you have to service. go up every two years? I do. Yeah. So it's every two and honestly, I have absolutely loved it. I think local government is one of the best places to be. It, it isn't politics. It should be about public service. Right. And, it, and you really do get to work on actually neighborhood issues, things that affect the people that you live next to, the community that you're in, the things that impact them on a daily basis, trash pickup, your road being clean, your parks being safe. Like those are things that are tangible and they're, man, they're awesome. And I've mm -hmm. loved it. That's great. Okay. That's all cool stuff, but it can't be that interesting. What makes it interesting? What what is is it about the people? It, it, tell me about interactions you've had, because there's got to be something more than just doing that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would. So the other night, uh, an older woman called me in the neighborhood who was having a, a situation where she felt very unsafe, 
and she was able to call me at 9 p.m. and say, please help. And I called one of our officers on duty and said, I need you to go help this person. And she needs a phone call. And in 10 minutes in my home, that woman texted me later that night and said, thank you so much. You know, because she had a relationship with me. I'd been in her neighborhood. I've worked with her neighborhood association on issues. She felt comfortable calling me and asking for help. And I had relationships with other people to make things happen. Yeah. That's impactful. Um, another good example, just being at the table, the Southland Drive projects. In the yeah, Southland that's been Park. a big deal for you. And Huge. talk a little bit about that. So Southland Drive is someplace I used to grow up going. You know, my mom still lives on open gates. And so I'd walk down to Southland Drive and I'd get the pizza on Friday night, get the movie at the... Um, you know, the old blockbuster, and we walk home. That's what we did. And that was like the big Friday night, you yeah. know, live, if you will. And so that's an area. Southland Drive is, I love it. Oh, it's, it's, it's the it's, oldest corridor. Did you know that? It's, Independent it's like businesses. a little downtown of its own. Absolutely. It was the edge of town, you know, for a long time. Yeah. And if you look at the actual numbers, it's the large. I'm going to see if that's right. It's the most independently owned corridor, business corridor in yeah. Lexington, which makes it really hard to do development. Because there are a thousand people who all own the rights to every little piece of land. Right. But the infrastructure there, putting sidewalks, doing the roads, putting in yeah. the that is a great example. The drainage was a problem. Oh, the huge. Those were millions of dollars that we spent very intentionally to beautify the area, to put in public infrastructure. And the private sector is now benefiting. They've now taken ownership. And yeah. they've invested more into that area. And now the rent, I mean, the, the values of that area are great. The community value, this, uh, the Southland yeah. Street Fair was something my office co-sponsored with the Southland Association. Thousands of people. I wish we could get something to go in my old marathon station that where the guy fixed lawnmowers. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, his name. You know, the. Uh, On down the corner? There. Yeah, down there. They rent box trucks also. Yep. They do. Yeah. They so anyway. Do. But that street Kermit. fair. His name's Kermit, and I forgot his last name. But anyway, <laughs> he retired. Well, we had an idea. What if we tried to create community down here? Because there's so many businesses that people don't see directly. And so the street fair closed off a road, did a bunch of music, and thousands of people came out and said, we want to be invested here. We want to shop yeah. from people here. We want to belong here. Um, that's been such a cool thing to pull off. Yeah. That was no, just an it's, idea. It's, a, it's the greatest little neighborhood in, in Lexington, in a way. Uh, people all own their homes out there. You know, you can't buy a house out there. No, it. not now. Yeah, it's just not available. So um, let's talk a little bit about uh, your background and kind of the things that formed you. And as you were growing up, the things that made a difference to you and began to get you thinking the way you think. Okay, sure. I um, went to Clay's Mill at Jesse Clark Lafayette, like my dad, and uh, loved the experience there. My senior year, I switched schools and went to Lexington Christian Academy. So I kind of joked that I went to both schools and graduated with um, both entities. I had a great experience yeah. in both places, gave me different different backgrounds, honestly. Sure. Um, and during that time, I really wanted to shape my own worldview. Why did I think the way I thought? Mm -hmm. um, how do I identify the how others think about the world and how we all work together in the same place? And it was really that year that, that really sent me to Hillsdale College. It was, where can I go to get a good education, a good thinking background, that also had broadened my horizons, I mean, different than the South. And most of my friends, honestly, for college were going kind of in that South end. And... Um, my dad was a minister at Southland, so I had grown up coming to Fishbowl most of my life sure. and thought I wanted to go where nowhere else was going and nobody was going north. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, I went south, uh, and you know, but it was a pretty uh, remote part of the south. Uh, but I get that, you know. I looked at going to Indiana University, uh, but it was just too big, you know. I would not have done well there. I needed something small. Sounds like you kind of did too. I did. And Hillsdale College was one of the, you know, they had one traffic light when I went. It was very, very, very yeah. small. Um, and it was interesting. Hillsdale was one of the, you know, it's best known probably for not taking money from the government to have school. What they don't talk about a lot that I was really um, impressed with is that all of us were on scholarship. We had to be. Most of us yeah. were. I certainly was. There's no way to pay enough tuition to come. No. And, but one of the things that was so amazing about that school is that we were all required to do public service. So I spent my days studying philosophy and Latin, and I spent my afternoons and evenings volunteering in the community. Yeah. And that was a great uh, example 
of public service because if it, it, Listen, I don't know if it's working out anymore. But I really love you. I really love you too, but I just need more. If you need more from your air conditioner, call All Trade Services. All Trade Services has all the tools you need to make your relationship with your air conditioner feel whole again. Be sure to call us for heating, plumbing, and electric service too. Call All Trade Services at 859-983-0279. That's 859-983-0279. All Trade Services. Let our family take care of yours. It helped us understand how we were thinking about the world. We did all the all the good education stuff in theory. And then you had to walk out into a very rural, small town, wow. Michigan. And I spent, actually my last two and a half years, I spent working in the cold, the cold Water Women's Maximum Facility Prison, which had women from Detroit, Chicago. And I spent my Saturday mornings there twice a month called Kidneys, Kids Need Moms. And the moms that were there was a women's prison. So they had kids that were brought in. And I helped supervise that engagement. So I would be in the prison right. working with moms, working with kids, and I just always told them, "Don't tell me what you did. I just want to know your. I just want to know you." And uh, that was two years of dealing with real life, not just in theory. And that that's that's shaped my worldview, right? Because I feel like God's given all of us a responsibility to use the gifts that we have to serve people, however that ends up looking. And yeah. those were years that um, I treasure. I yeah. really do. All right. Conservative people are really different, peculiarly different than um, than those that are liberal and, and typically sort of think government is everything and should be everything. I'm gonna since you're a philosophy major and studied sort of some of the classical greats, which ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people in this world don't even know exist. I'm going to ask you just a few questions regarding government. Do you think people need to be told what to do? No. I think we should create thinkers. I do. You could get in deep doo doo saying that. <laughs> Tell, explain it. I think. I think we raised raised people to understand how they give back to society and how why government works the way it does. Government does government really well. Government it shouldn't be um, government's government's function is best at local government function, and it's really hard once you expand government into so many things that it now encompasses. Um, it's like putting toothpaste back in a, a tube. You know, now government does lots of things it really wasn't created to do in the beginning. If we were just creating a world, we've we've gone past probably basic principles, if you will. Yeah. Um, How are you going to put that toothpaste back in the tube? It's really hard. It's really hard. And I think you do a little bit at a time. So I, you know, I won't talk about big things, but just local government issues. How do we help move ownership from maybe what we used to have to new ways of thinking about things? Um, new, new ways. Be specific. Of, yeah, I knew you were going to ask for a specific, and in my head, I was like, which, which one do I pick? Right. Um, I, I would say some of the things we partner with nonprofits. I, I'm, I don't think government's going to solve crime. Government is not going to solve violence with kids. We're, we're just not do it. But we can be conveners. We can be conveners of nonprofits, conveners of influencers, conveners of people who can and will make a long-term difference. And government can do that well. Um, it's real hard for us to actually do the other work. Let me ask you something. Um, why don't you think new industries come to Fayette County? Well, there's a couple of different reasons. I would say one depends on how much land you need, and we don't have right. a lot of land. So if you're looking for industrial land, if you're looking for high manufacturing land, it's just expensive. And yeah. so if you're just doing the basics, you're going to go someplace outside of Lexington. They can offer land for free that we can't offer. That's just a fact. Um, now, if you're a business and you're looking for a certain kind of uh, quality of life, you can afford to come here. Yeah. And and we have. We've gotten some really interesting tech companies who have, who have moved here, places from California or New York, who say, I want the luxury and quality of life of Lexington, which is actually a lot cheaper than where they were. And they don't mind paying yeah. a little extra because it's still cheaper from where right. they came from. Do you feel like, and this is what, I'll just, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I understand that, that viewpoint. I've lived with it all my life. 
it seems to me what happens is that middle and lower class people uh, get caught in that. And so many guys I grew up with um, had to leave Lexington, especially African-American people who had almost zero opportunities. Um, you get the tech companies and stuff, but there, there's a company over here just around the corner from me. Uh, they're like they do, they're gamers or something, and they're all techies and left coasters. They haven't even been in that building for over a year and a half. It's just sitting empty. I guess they're paying rent on it, but um, you know, I wonder what we give up. By just catering that those are the by the way those are the kind of business everybody wants nobody wants a new factory but um i think we should have if you look at i'm in the investment business and if you look at where real wealth has been created over the last 30 years is toyota because yeah. people come in here with x amount of dollars in their 401k from just having been a um a line worker or something there's serious money it's in manufacturing oh i, mean, I agree I just your thought on that well i think we have to have a diversified economy works yeah and when we don't have a diversification of options for lots of people then we start catering to a few right it's that's, just supply and demand and that's what our government has done that's in some ways in some ways and i think that's that's going to be a challenge for us moving forward it's why you see young professionals who don't feel like there are enough lateral or or just up moves going to other tier cities because they don't have enough room around to fluctuate. Um, I think we are getting individual people moving here who want, who can do place, who don't have to worry about a certain location, which Lexington right. does really well on. And logistically being between 75 and 64, it helps us. But I, I, I completely agree. If we don't have jobs for everyone at different levels of expertise that help make it work, um, it, the whole economy won't work. And That's then you right. do get winners and losers. I mean, if we could annex Scott County. <laughs> don't don't tell our friends there. But, you know, it's interesting. Lexington doubles almost every day because half of our workforce now comes from outside Fayette County. Yeah. And so they come here, they work here, and then they go home. That's right. And, you know, that, that, that demand on the infrastructure, one, is really hard. We weren't created to be that, to be that way here in Fayette County. And then, two, I think as more counties start to grow, what you may see is a – a leaving of some of us here. Yeah. All right, guys, it's time to go to a break. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Amanda Bledsoe. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Complicated world. Afghanistan. Chaos on the border. Fighting wildfires. It's a very big Your world. Powerful earthquake. Haiti. Happens here. COVID-19. People are dying. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree at Dupree Financial Group. If you ask most people, they will say the most valuable thing in the economy is money. In fact, it's so valuable that our Federal Reserve has printed an unlimited supply of it. Because as we all know, money is what makes the world go around. However, over time, it seems that it takes more than the promise of big money to actually motivate people to work. If it were only about money, all the jobs out there going begging for workers would be filled tomorrow. It seems like it takes more than money to get people to begin to think, to begin to act. For a free review of your retirement investment account, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com and Louisville's Talk Radio 1080 WKJK and WKJK.com. The pandemic's reminded us we live in a sea of airborne germs that can assault us with every breath. Your nose is the body's first line of defense by helping filter out allergens, bacteria, and viruses before they reach your lungs. But like any air filter, the more clogged up it gets, the less it works. So how do you clean your nose? 
I'm Martin Hoke, and I didn't invent nasal irrigation. The neti pot's been around thousands of years, but I did invent Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. Navage uses powered suction to flush out mucus and germs that cause congestion, or worse, can make you sick. Over 2 million people use Navage to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Navage has over 70,000 online reviews averaging 4.7 stars because it works and it's easy to use. Go to Navage.com or find Navage at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Now available with eucalyptus for a spa-like experience. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. I feel swift here for the FlexSeal family of products. You know, there's a lot of ways to protect your home. You could dig a moat. You could bubble wrap it. Or you could train a pack of wolves to protect it. But the best way is with the Flex Seal family of products. So when you need the patch, bond, seal, repair, and stop leaks fast, get the Flex Seal family of products. Available at FlexSealProducts.com and fine retailers. When the news goes viral, we'll bring you the facts at the top and bottom of the hour on News Radio 630 WLAP. It is another steamy Saturday across the area. 85 to 90, a scattered shower, a thunderstorm will go up into the afternoon and evening, especially. Similar setup on Sunday. At the same time, Hurricane Ida going to make landfall along the Louisiana Gulf Coast. And by the time we get into late Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what is left of that may wind up into Kentucky with heavy rain a possibility. We'll keep a close eye on that. Have a great weekend from the WKYT First Alert Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Red State Barbecue Studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it. Unless you're a chameleon. StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by iHeartRadio, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. I've been in the investment business for 42 years. In this business, you observe human nature closely, and if you really observe, you might learn something. One thing I've learned is that when everybody is telling you something, it's usually wrong. Truth typically speaks in a small voice that requires effort and discernment to recognize. This is as true in the investment business as it is in life. Advice dispensed loudly and in a pushy way is usually being given with an ulterior motive, not one that is designed to benefit the hearer. For a free review of your retirement investment portfolio, call the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400 or look at DupreeFinancial.com. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturday mornings on News Radio 630 WLAP and Louisville's Talk Radio 1080 WKJK. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us this week for the first hour is Amanda Bledsoe. And here's our host, Tom Dupree. Okay, keep that going. This came out in 1960. I was four years old. I bought the album immediately. Sure. It's by Chuck Berry. Just listen to this. This friend of mine told me he heard it. He was nine. He said, I'd never heard anything like this. This is Chuck Berry, you know, Johnny B. Good. I mean, music started really changing at that point in time. And I remember my parents were listening to Bobby Darren 
but they weren't really into the Beatles. But they were Bobby Darren and Frank Sinatra. So there were cutoff points of what somebody would listen to. You know, the Beatles, 1963, 64, I remember going home and watching the girls next door stand next to the record player playing I Want to Hold Your Hand and screaming at the top of their lungs like they were in a concert. I mean, this is a kind of a new thing. So it's just interesting. So I know this is, you're younger than me, Amanda Mays Bledsoe. Listen, I don't know if it's working out anymore. But I really love you. I really love you too, but I just need more. If you need more from your air conditioner, call All Trade Services. All Trade Services has all the tools you need to make your relationship with your air conditioner feel whole again. Be sure to call us for heating, plumbing, and electric service too. Call All Trade Services at 859-983-0279. That's 859-983-0279. All Trade Services. Let our family take care of yours. This moment of relief brought to you by your local State Farm agent, who also brings relief with all your auto insurance needs. Call State Farm agent Tim Green in Winchester today. And I, I talk about these things because if I don't talk about them, people forget about them. And there's a lot of things that people do forget about and they don't think about. And you've studied history and, you know, ideas like this. So one day you may be end up being a professor in a college somewhere talking about your experiences in government. So we're going to try to help you get to that next level in whatever small way we can. So you've kind of zeroed in on uh, this next step, uh, Alice Forgy Kerr, who who served faithfully for a long time as a state senator, what, 20 years? 22. Yeah. And she uh, has decided that's it. And so you're you're trying to go after her seat. Uh, and, you know, I have no reason to think that it won't happen for you. Uh, <clears throat> why Frankfurt? And why the state senate? Sure. Let me take two seconds and just say, you know, Alice Forgy Kerr is someone I've known for a long, long time. Um, she was friends with my parents, and I have worked with her on issues that matter to Lexington in Frankfurt. And as a female, a young female, she was a role model growing up for a number of women in Lexington who saw her really break those first glass ceilings and run for the senate and do well and serve faithfully. And just from a female perspective, I've I've complimented her a lot from saying thank you for doing that. But it, you're not into identity politics. I'm not, but I think as a female, <laughs> I would be remiss. I've I've admired her for a long time. Um, so I just okay. wanted to say that. Okay. B. Why Why not? I think Lexington needs a voice in Frankfurt that understands the nuances, the complexities of Lexington. We are a unique uh, place in a lot of ways. And the number of times I sit around the table over the last seven years and said, well, you know, the state owns blank. The state has influence on that. The state, this. And I would say, gosh, it'd sure be nice to have someone in the state who understood local issues as well as how they relate to statewide issues. And I think I would bring a lot of experience and background to being effective in that way. Well, okay, but it, you're not just governing for Lexington. You would be governing for the whole state of Kentucky. We have a lot of issues. The governor has done numerous things that people disagree with, have problems with. The legislature sometimes seems a little bit stymied in terms of asserting their role. Uh, and uh, just recently, it looks like the Supreme Court ruled that um, some of the curbs they put on his power were indeed constitutional, that Judge Shepard in Frankfurt uh, sort of overstepped his uh Role, of course, you, you're gonna you, you'd be dealing in a town that is just about politics, pretty much. Lexington's a lot about a lot more than Paul. I like Frankfurt. I go to church over there. I really enjoy. Got a great a lot of great neighborhoods and things like that right there on the Kentucky River. It's pretty good fishing right through there. Uh, I like to go over there and hang out on Broadway. Go drink coffee at the uh, Kentucky Coffee Tree Cafe. Shout out. But 
the the deal is, you know, there's going to be it's it's a it's a morass in a sense, and you're wanting to go in there and do that thing, and you know, you just got to be ready for what you're going to do be dealing with because this ain't the uh, Lexington Fayette Urban County Council. No, it's not. It's not. In fact, I thought to myself, this is not an easy jump. No. And this is this is a different environment completely. And I think one of the reasons why is I just feel called to do it. And I feel like um, my background serves me well, serving in the nonpartisan role in Fayette County. I've served in different uh, capacities, leading the chair of the budget committee and those kind of things. I get how, right. you know, diplomacy might be my best strength to a certain extent. Working with others, being effective. I'm not afraid to stand up on issues that I care about that were maybe unpopular or maybe the minority because they need to be said. And so I think in that respect, I've, um, I think I'm ready to go to Frankfurt. Good. You know, one of the big things in Kentucky is roads. If you go in the little rural counties and in Fayette, and we have a lot of rural areas in Fayette County, some in your district. And, um, I was County judge for seven and a half months which meant that I got to look at the rural road budget. I didn't get to say anything. I didn't have any money in my thing, and what little amount they wanted to pay me, I refused to take because then they could tell me what to do or they had to be at a meeting or something, and I said, to hell with that. But um, So I did finally resign because uh, I saw I couldn't do anything with that position. But you do have a lot of rural and small roads Roads are a big part of Kentucky. Without roads, we don't really have uh, commerce or anything. You go to you go down to Pulaski County, uh, which is where my parents started the retreat center. That uh, there must be two thousand miles of roads in that in that uh, county, uh, Pike County. Same thing. I mean, it'll it'll introduce you to a big world out there, and wherever there's a lot of roads. And a lot of paving. There's a lot of room for corruption, <laughs> and uh, and 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 this is kind of baked into uh, Kentucky politics. Also, it's a much bigger uh, the the potential for uh, graft and corruption and those kinds of things is, is on a much bigger scale. Well, you're right, but I'll just give a shout out to ATS because when I told them they had better pave Clay's Mill in the time that I gave them, uh, they met the deadline. Yeah. And uh, they've, uh, uh, you know, they've been working. That's Leonard Lawson, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, does anybody else build roads in this state? I mean, not that I'm aware yeah. of. <laughs> so I don't think but there's they much. they did it for me. Mu- yeah. Well, okay. But, you know, you, you, you do see a lot of things, and, and there's a lot of. Um, so for somebody listening in Louisville, which the, this plays over in Louisville, why should they be interested in a race in Lexington for state senate over here? I would say because Lexington and Louisville share a lot of the urban issues that some of our rural friends just don't have. And that's why. Talk about that for a second. Oh, anything. Infrastructure, like you just mentioned, is tough. Um, Community policing and public safety is just different. The challenges are different. The poverty is is different, if you will. The the economic challenges are just different. Um, They're they're not that they're not important. It's just what what we deal with is, is just a different kind of environment. And I think we should have, we need the urban voice in Frankfurt. We just do. You know what bothers me? When I look at a city like Lexington, the way we are, the fact that we have any poverty at all, it just amazes me. I mean, and I guess I just tend to look at the glass always being half full. Uh, I look at opportunities and the possibilities that people have. But what's sad to me is that you had to go to Michigan to get a conservative viewpoint. You can't find that in Kentucky pretty much, that we're so taken over by kind of the liberal left-wing point of view. And I know you feel like you got to be careful and tread lightly, but I know you don't think that way down in your heart of hearts. You think more about, people being able to have self-determination and do things and not have to be dependent upon government. And that's what I want to see you do if you get elected is stand up for those kinds of things. And I, I urge you to do that. 
Absolutely. No, I think that's really important. And there's a lot of opportunity. In fact, what I see right now coming out of COVID is the opportunity that people have. There is no, there's no reason right now not to go get a job to a certain extent. There's lots of opportunities, not take health off the table of your own, of the maybe some individual issues there. But in terms of looking for the second job, looking for opportunities to grow, everyone's hiring. Everyone's looking for self-starters, entrepreneurs. You know, your background doesn't matter as much. We just need people to right. work. And I think that's really important. And the system right now is somewhat set up where it disincentivizes that and it makes you hamstrung to, to keeping yeah, those than, things. It's more than somewhat. Well, it's like handcuffs, you know? I mean, it's, it's definitely set up that it, way. It puts, I would say, women who have children in situations where they would love to go work full time. But the benefits they're getting on the other side may not work out very well. And, and that doesn't help them uh, move forward. You know, what? talk about what faith means to you, how it informs you, how it drives you. What is an important element of your faith that keeps you believing in the good things that can happen? Oh, gosh. You know, when I was growing up, my dad, he being a minister, he treated the governor or the person cleaning the maintenance at the office the same way. People matter. Every person matters. Their opportunity, their future, their plan, what God has for them to do matters. And if I can be a small part in helping that person move to the next place and empowering them, and encouraging them and moving and making a difference, that's what gets me motivated is working on the nonprofit boards and seeing seeing things change for people. Long term long term change. You know, small right. small thing is great. But loving people and my faith is something that I feel like um you know, I felt like God kind of called me to run for city council. I mean, I was really I had been praying, Lord, what do you want me to do next? Mm -hmm. And then like literally it's a dangerous prayer to pray because over the next couple of weeks people kept saying to me, "Hey, you should think about doing that." And I was like, "Man, someone Seriously? Do you is that really where you want me to go? Yeah. And and I felt that, that way. You know? And I did I've had two different people unrelated to each other tell me to do something and ended up married to her. <laughs> well see, sometimes it works out. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, I Comment. think that <laughs> You haven't said a word. You're usually very talkative. Chatty Kathy. I mean whatever. <laughs> It, this uh, Amanda is doing such a great job. I don't need to say a whole lot. Okay. Although it has been 20, 25 years, and it has been a blessing. Amen. I'm not sure that it's exactly what you prayed for, but God gives you what you need. <laughs> he does. He does. And God gives us opportunities to use what yeah. we have to serve him, you know. And I kind of said, okay, Lord, send me wherever yeah. you want me to go. And that's what drives me. And my kids drive me. My um, Todd and I have been married 15 years. We have two kids, um, eighth grade and fifth grade. And Annabeth, the other night, when I we'd kind of been talking about me running for the Senate and what that would mean for our family. And, sure. um, and she said, Mom, I'm just so proud of you. Ten That's years old. Lovely. And I said, Annabeth, you know, why? And she said, because you're being brave. And I was like, that's right, sister. You know, I don't if – I, if I help her yeah. – feel about being brave and feeling like she can change the world. My dad made me feel like I could be president. Now that's absurd, but he made me no, feel not. like that, that, that was absurd? something no. I could do. That's, and that's great. That's what we need to do with the next generation is empower and equip. Well, I'm going to tell you what attracts me about, frankly, younger women that I see other than the fact that they're pretty. But uh, what really attracts me is they don't have a lot of this baggage that boys and men have been throttled with uh, about doing this or doing that. And they are, uh, when, 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 when they approach something, <coughs> they can do it in a more fresh way. It, it's something I've noticed. And, uh, I think that's an interesting perspective because <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum, I think that a lot, a lot of girls, you're speaking from a boy perspective, but a lot of girls, I was blessed like Amanda with the father who led me to believe that I could 
conquer the world. Oh, a lot of women have horrible self-esteem issues. And a lot of women are not given that message. Yeah. They're told what they can't well, do they listen instead to their, of what they can do. Their mothers told them, you got to do this and do that. And others listened to their fathers and said, who treated them like a son in some ways. And, you know, that's kind of the way she is. And, uh, and But I like women who they can get stuff done. I mean, you know, uh, when I was getting a divorce, there was a woman lawyer on one side and a male on the other side, and it was just like this. I hired a woman. Divorce was over with. <laughs> I, I will say I do think uh, there's more people can win more of a sugar and honey than with, yeah. with diatribe. And I That's think right. I found been, that out. There's been times in meetings where I've had where a male has made the same comment. I turn around and make the same the same comment, and everyone goes, yes, I agree with her. Yeah. And it's just because it was presented a little bit differently. Yes. And I think women do bring a different background, a creative thinking to things, a different perspectives on lots of issues, and trying to get to yes, which I think in a legislative body is really important. Getting to yes means actually doing something, moving something through the line. Yeah. And I've got a track record of that, but I think a lot of it comes down to just leadership ability and likability. If you look at you almost have to undeniably over the last 40 years figure that our best governor was Martha Lane Collins. And the reason being, because if no other reason than the fact that that Toyota plant is up there in Georgetown and has created the kind of wealth and quality of life for numerous people for 30, since 1986, so really, uh, almost 35 years, 35 years. And, uh, well, it really opened a little later than that. But um, it, it, it was our first and only woman governor. And she, in some ways, was the best. So, and, you know, we just have to be wise about these things. You know, sometimes men need to just get out of the way. I mean, you know, um, and even if we're there, even when the, when a man is running something, they still need to get out of the way because their egos get really hung up. Um, so this election that you're getting ready to undergo the vote for it is, uh, this November. No, it's next spring. So there's a primary Oh, next spring. So there's a primary okay. in the May, probably May time frame, time frame, and then the general election next November. Okay. Uh, that'll be great. And, you know, I just hope people will consider uh, voting for, if you don't even vote, sometimes, some people listen to this show that don't vote. I've been told that because they're, you know, I'm considered sort of a tinfoil hat by some that would, like, eschew the voting process. Well, that's not true. I believe in voting. Uh, and please vote for her. She's great. You may not agree with her on everything. You don't have to. She's a worker. She does a good job, you know, and I've seen her in action here recently some and just kind of studied her, and she is getting it done, does does a lot of really good things, has great values, is a real person. She's not a political wonk, somebody that just does talking points. She actually thinks. So, you know, these are – and I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that because I think people like you are very few and far between. Oh, thank you. Well, it's sad. <laughs> it is. I mean, there should be more. Thank Th you. That's the way I look at it. I really uh, appreciate that. You know, so. Well, I think the difference is the foundation you talked about from Hillsdale, where they taught you to think critically and to think yeah. through things and to be an out-of-the-box thinker instead of. Yeah. Um a system thinker. Yes. You know, it's interesting. Um, the Southland Park reno renovation that we're getting ready to do right now came apart because when we first sat down, we had to do a, a water quality basin project. And they, the first plan, you know, I walked in, there's 20 people, and they said, we're going to tear up the tennis courts. And I said, no, we're not. We just built those. And they looked at me and said, what do you mean? I said, I said, no, we're not, we're not doing that. What else can we do? We just Where are for those, those located? Uh, the Southland Park, there's an, there's aquatics and there's a tennis courts and there's a big, big playground. Okay. And so long story short, I said, we're not doing that. What else can we do? And right there and there, and then we sat there and moved different things. We we're now going to have a new playground, a new basketball court. 
all done creatively using water quality funds to help make it work. And it was really just being creative and thinking, how can we do this differently? And at the end, better taxpayer money is going to be spent, a better asset for the community. Right. We're going to fix the problems that we had. And that's something where I know thinking differently and be willing to challenge the status quo and say, what else can we do? It matters. Oh, it's out there behind MQHR, Mary Queen. Yeah, it yeah. is. Okay. I, I, I didn't even know where that was. But it's a great park. Yeah. It's about to be better. Well, I hope that you will, Amanda, come back and join us again and give us an update yeah. as you make your way through this hey, I'd love to. campaign, yeah, go for it. election, and all of that. And, um, listeners, she is, is personable and real and engaging, as I hope she came through over the radio. And I think we just scratched the surface on... Um, who she is and and what she has and will and can accomplish. So stay, that was really well said. Stay tuned because I'm I'm banking on what so she's it sounds like do. I made you a believer, or she did. She did. Somebody did. She did. I'm I'm speaking all about Amanda Mays Bledsoe. Finally got her middle name in there. You know, I have to wait till the end just to to tantalize you a bit. We are powered by Dupree Financial Group. Stay tuned for the next hour. Our financial guys are in the wings. They'll be joining us. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Bye. For a few minutes. COVID info constantly changing. You should wear a mask. You do not need to wear a mask. We're bringing you the latest as fast as we can. What's going on here, man? Your COVID communication connection is News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree at Dupree Financial Group. If you ask most people, they will say the most valuable thing in the economy is money. In fact, it's so valuable that our Federal Reserve has printed an unlimited supply of it. Because as we all know, money is what makes the world go around. However, over time, it seems that it takes more than the promise of big money to actually motivate people to work. If it were only about money, all the jobs out there going begging for workers would be filled tomorrow. It seems like it takes more than money to get people to begin to think, to begin to act. For a free review of your retirement investment account, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com and Louisville's Talk Radio 1080 WKJK and WKJK.com. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty? sizzling to perfection. It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get a hearty sausage biscuit with hash browns for just two bucks. Prices of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.